Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We've created a free self-care checklist and it's ready for you to download today. On the checklist, you'll find 50 brand new ideas to practice self-care. And it's not just bubble baths. Download the free checklist today and be reminded of the importance of practicing self-care. Head to themerrymakersisters.com forward slash self-care. All right, let's get into the episode. Welcome to episode 380 on the Get Married podcast and I am so excited to be here with you today with a brand new episode. Did you catch last week's? Last week's was fun. Can you hack a good mood? In fact, you can. So listen to 379 for our ideas on how to hack that good mood. But that is not what this episode is about. This episode, the question is, do you have low self-worth? And just as a little Spoiler alert, we're actually going to go into also how to build self-worth because I think that's a nice thing. Like you yes. don't want to just question, do we have low self-worth? Then actually, <laughs> can we build on our self-worth? Yes, we can. And we will share some of that at the end of this episode, well, I guess the second half. Uh, but firstly, let's get into this question. Do you have low self-worth? I guess the the big thing is, is like, what is what is self-worth? What does what does this mean? Yes. Well, self-worth, let's I think it's easy to also talk about what self-worth isn't. Self-worth isn't like your status. It's not how much money you have. It's not what you look like. It's not your uh uh the, you know the external factors. Self-worth comes from within. It's deep inside that feeling of like, yes, this is who I am and I'm proud of who I am. I feel worthy of who of this 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 being. It's like a, a deep appreciation yes. for who you are and all that you are. And I guess it's also like really knowing who you are and, yeah, that sense of proudness, I think, that ability to show up as you are, wholly, mm. fully, no matter, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, and, you know, just accept yourself fully and deeply. Mm-hmm. So low self-worth, I mean, all hands up, who's experienced self low self-worth before. <laughs> Can I even spit it out? Yes, Me. I have. Absolutely. And I think, you know, a really good way of kind of describing a low self-worth is maybe more so looking at certain behaviors yeah. that we that we might have done or that we may have experienced uh, during our lifetime, maybe in the past, maybe present. Uh, so I think this is a really, really great way of figuring out like what like if we are experiencing low self-worth, if we are presenting with any of these kinds of behaviours. Uh, number one, like self-criticism, like mm. having that really harsh inner critic where everything is dumb and everything is wrong and you're an idiot and continuous judgment, continuous uh, like belittling of yourself, like undermining yourself, like not uh, never being proud, always being like, you could have done better, you sucked at that, this kind of thing. Yeah, and it, it's like a dismissal of any achievement. Yeah. and a re- hey, you could do better, like <laughs> and, you could have done better. And also a really heightened focus on the mistakes you make. I mean, it's human, right, to make mistakes. We all make mistakes. Mm. 
But when you're super self-critical, you'll really hone in on those mistakes and you'll actually not even see the achievements. Uh, And I guess this also leads on to this obsession, I think, with perfection. Mm. I think that's another habit of low self-worth, which kind of feels a little bit like uh, opposites because, you know, you can have a level of perfectionism maybe in your work and, you know, it's something you're really proud of. But I think this is more like, you know, this overall self-perfection and the idea that, you know, that perfect version of yourself isn't even real and you're actually like kind of trying to strive to be this non-existent version of yourself. That but I don't think you realise that it's not real. Yeah, true, like you, true. Like if you're striving for perfection, you think that is real. Like you think there is a version of yourself that is better uh, and that's what you're striving for. Like you don't you don't realise that that's not real. It's like yeah. the realisation that perfection doesn't exist is that kind of freedom from perfectionism. Yes, very true. And then it's also like really when you are on this forever strive for perfection, you rarely meet it. It's like this this goal that never is met. Mm. So you're always kind of failing at it. Yeah, so you can always, whenever you've done anything, you could have always done better. You could have always achieved more. Like you didn't get that line exactly straight. Like these are the kinds of things. Uh, super high unrealistic standards. Yes. And like for yourself. But for other people, it's usually like, go ahead and do whatever. <laughs> but for yourself, it's like, no, 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 no. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting one, I think. I uh, like Next, I think, uh, not being able to accept compliments. Like if someone says to you, uh, and I, I mean, I do this, I've done this before, oh, you are really good at this, or you're really smart, or you're really great. You're like, oh, no. Like, Deflect, deflect. Like, oh, no, I'm not. Or, oh, so are you. Like, you know. Like, yeah, it's kind like of like you, you don't feel the achievement you like downplay the situation and I mean like it's also fine like this one is a f- I feel like you know sometimes it's fine as well sometimes it's like also you're trying to be a bit more I don't know it depends on the situation I yeah think. this one is uh, I wonder I mean say like I see you and I am just saying oh you look amazing and beautiful I mean we should all feel okay to accept that. Maybe it's also really linked. This is really linked to that first idea of self-criticism. It's almost mm. like when someone gives you a compliment and, and, like, say it's like, oh, you look so beautiful today and you go, no, I don't. Like, no, I, I, I'm ugly. Like, all oh, this, like my hair's or yeah. my hair's really flat or oh, my hair's dirty or don't look at my skin because I have a pimple. I, I feel like, like I that. used to do this so much. I really know I used to do this because I had really low self-worth and I had deep, inner critic of especially what I looked like. So whenever I would receive a compliment about my looks, I would always answer back with, oh, but this. And it was usually something like that. Oh, no, like, look at this pimple. Look at my hair. I need to get my hair dyed. Isn't it? It was like an instant reaction. What about when someone gives you a compliment and then you also downplay it? Like you kind of, like they say, oh, your hair looks like, and you you just go, yeah, yeah, I washed it. Like is that that a self-worth thing or is that just like a true thing? Because sometimes that is just what it is. That's literally a true thing because I get that all the time. I mean, (laughs) but I also do. Like when I wash my hair, I'm like, wow, that looks really pretty. Like (laughs) I'm like, I should wash my hair more often. Well, it's so it's such an effort. Oh I just God. like to wash my hair twice a week. So it's like if I can go once a week, that is great. Yeah, once or twice. My hair is so annoying to wash. So it's just I don't care as much. I don't care about what I look like enough to be like. But it's true. My hair looks better so, the day after I wash so it. So with these compliments, it's almost like you also downplay them. Like so yeah. if, if someone says, oh, like I can't believe you achieved that. Like not just our looks, but like say, for example, I don't know, you – win something or you get an award and then you kind of downplay that and be like oh no like yeah 
I think it's also a it's a hard one because sometimes it's like you want to be modest or something. Yeah. You don't want to boast. Or humble. You want to stay humble, which I think is a great trait. In fact, like I actually like humility. I I don't want. I don't like being a person who like blasts out all my amazingness. Mm. I, I don't feel any need to do that either. Uh, I don't have any desire to do that. You know, I'll do that with Carla and like I'll be proud of the work we've done, but I'm not gonna like put a loudspeaker out and talk about it all the time. Only if, sometimes. If some, yeah, and if someone, <laughs> if it comes up and if someone asks me about it, I will, but I'm not going to randomly do it. That's just not my character and I'm okay with that. Like yeah. I feel like I self-promote enough. Oh, so but, but if someone was to say you did great, you would be like, thank you. Yes, I feel like I could truthfully accept it 100%. Yes. Uh, but I know in the past probably, no, I wouldn't have been able to. Yeah. I guess this whole idea with like self-worth, like a low self-worth, obviously quite obvious uh is one of like those actual feelings of unworthiness yeah when when you feel like you are unworthy of something like someone's love or someone's acceptance uh someone's kindness even success like when you don't feel Mm. like you're worthy of a level of success yeah it's like you can't see the potential you can't see that you can change and evolve because this is a big part of life, right? Like life is is up and down. We're going to have moments of heightened amazingness and then we're going to have lows. So it's kind of like we don't want to let these feelings uh, weigh us even more down. We want to be resilient and this is where, you know, our self-worth levels help us move through the hard times so therefore we don't stay there and, you know, we can be open to opportunities and open to change. Mm. Well, that's an, that's a point, isn't it? Like a level of low resilience, like where you feel like, you know, you get knocked down and you can't get back up and you kind of allow yourself to linger in that moment for longer than necessary. Yes. And it's kind of like this negative like loop where it's just like you got knocked down, like maybe something didn't go your way or nothing goes my way, like like all humdrum yeah. like oh and like that it's almost like the self-sabotage as well yes. like you don't want to actually like and this is where they really intertwine don't they like this feeling of unworthiness like you're you've something has happened now you feel like unworthy or something good to happen so you just keep yourself in there yeah and it's like you stay there and then you kind of create this like habit of feeling really negative mm-hmm. about every aspect of your life and it's like you keep yourself there mm-hmm. even if things start to change around you because your attitude and the way you see things is so, you know, low and negative, you are not open to them. Therefore, you don't jump onto an opportunity or you don't know how to shift that mindset. Mm. So this is where it's like, yeah, everything is bad. Everything's going to fail. Yeah. What's the point anyway? That kind of thing. Like what's the point in starting or no, but I guess no self-belief as well to even mm. begin. Mm. Uh, this really... Uh, and it, it's not stoicism because you're not trying to figure out how to – you're not trying to see the worst and then figure out how you would overcome the worst. You're just seeing the worst and that it's definitely going to happen. Yeah, it's like the worst is already a reality mm. even though it's not a reality. Yeah. Potentially. Interesting. <laughs> uh, like what else is, I guess, behaviours of like low self-worth? Like what else have we experienced or seen, I guess? I think, you know, when you're feeling really down, you don't want to like – participate in life as much maybe you say no to social engagements you Mm. tend to stay home more maybe you feel really anxious it's like less fear of judgment yeah of like uh rejection like because of what other people might think yeah so you say no to the to the invite Mm. like you you don't you don't 
outwardly, you don't seek, you know, adventure or you don't seek uh, newness in life. You kind of just stay with, as you said, that humdrum. You live this routine even if you're not really enjoying it and even if you're feeling kind of low and flat but you just don't know how to get out of it. Uh, and then, of course, you, you're hypersensitive to criticism. I mean, gosh, this is, you know, I'm That's going me. over all this. This <laughs> is me. This is 100%. I had such super low self-worth for so many years. I remember being so hurt deeply by any criticism, mm. any kind of criticism. It was like if anyone criticised me, it was like a personal attack. A personal attack on the whole being that I am. And, I mean, it's kind of like now with more self-awareness and more inner work and more, I don't know, I guess life experience, you just begin to realise that, you know, you're a human just trying their best, you know, going in and out of the day and, and you know, responding and reacting to certain experiences. Uh, of course there's going to be times where perhaps you do something that bothers someone. I guess this is where, like, pe- that people-pleasing behaviour really yes. comes in as well. So these kind of work together where it's like you can't take criticism because you're also yes. – Like, the reason why you can't take it is because you want to please everybody and you can't oh – my gosh. Like, you feel so bad that you did wrong by someone and they were hurt and that you stuffed up and, oh, my gosh, and now you're personally attacked because they told you that you were wrong but really you were just trying to please them. And, yes, that is absolutely – like a behaviour where you just want to say yes to everyone and please everyone and be everything for everyone. And then, of course, <laughs> it's impossible, so you're going to fail, so therefore someone will criticise you and because they're so used to you doing everything to please them, they will criticise you and you will get hurt. They won't care, but you'll be sore. You'll be like, oh, help me. Yes. <laughs> and I think, I, I mean, a big one, especially for this podcast, like uh, a behaviour of low self-worth is definitely that low Uh, body image like where you're so focused on the external body how everything is wrong with you uh you're too fat you're too thin you're not tall enough you're not big enough (laughs) everything your nose is too big uh your eyes are too close like all these things that you think about yourself uh your hair is flat uh (laughs) i should i shouldn't laugh you know like once you go through all this i feel like like it's like wow like we just focus so much on these perceived external flaws it's like and as we've described before like you're holding up a magnifying glass to every inch of you and the inches that you're looking at are 150 percent wrong and i just think it's like gosh there's so many more amazing facts and points about you than what you look like and this this habit of like being hyper focused on our looks on this external factor is just like a suck of our time a suck of all joy of our attention it takes away so much from our lives so it's just like I don't know I just am so grateful that you know we discovered the practices that allowed us to let go of this and also allowed us to grow our own self-worth I mean if you are listening to this and thinking gee this is me like I have all these traits I want to get over this stuff like cool that's great yeah, you have awareness. I think this is the first point, as we always mention, like on almost every episode, the first step is to realize that, hey, I'm here and I want to make a change. Mm. And then it's like, all right, how do I go ahead and make the change? I mean, like upon reflection, Carla, like, would you say that you've had big times in your life where you've had very, very low self-worth? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's like ebbs and flows. Like, 
there's been times where I've had like good self-worth and times where I haven't. Uh, I can remember like high school was bad. High High school. school sucked. Uh, if only we could tell all the high school kids that it gets better, <laughs> like hopefully it gets better, but it does. Uh, and that, you know, the, the people at high school, you usually aren't friends with them like afterwards for that many, for that, uh, long anyway, like maybe a couple of friends, like grateful for my two friends that I have from high school, maybe three. Um, but it doesn't matter, but we just think it does matter so much. Uh, and then obviously when I got my first nose job, I had self-worth issues like body image issues. My nose was too big. And then when I had my botched up nose job, so the first nose job went bad. I had, re- again, like in this period of time, I think it was maybe two years, there's like no photos of me. Like you can't really find one. Because she deleted them all. Because I, yeah, and because I was so, I had such low self-worth because of this thing that happened to me. Uh, and then I got the second nose job and they fixed that. But it still didn't – I still felt like low self-worth. Like it wasn't until I did my yoga teacher training where that started to shift. Oh, gosh. I, I know because I saw that unfold. I saw your shift with that yoga teacher training. so good. I'm so grateful for that. Yeah, wow. <laughs> and not only the fact that it shifted me personally but like that now we get to also just do it like it's it's our business now. So it completely shifted our lives as well. So I feel like that's a, a very crazy, yeah. amazing thing. And it's also now amazing that we're seeing this same experience ripple out to, you know, people who are doing our own Marybody teacher training program. Like, and also Marybody classes yeah. because this is the whole backbone of Marybody. I mean, this is – this is the theme, isn't it, of the the month for August with Marybody, August 2023. Self-worth. Self-worth. So we know the importance of this. Like we're dedicating an entire month to focusing on building this self-worth yeah. for uh, ourselves personally. But then that ripples out to everyone you know. I think this is the most powerful thing about this practice is like when I see someone learn practices of self-worth, of self-acceptance, and then they go and say, I'm going to teach my daughter. I'm I'm sharing this with my friend. And then it ripples out, you know, not just to their lives but to other people's. Yeah, it's quite extraordinary. So now that we've realised that perhaps we have low self-worth, perhaps we've had self-worth or maybe just moments – uh, and oh, Emmy, did you want to share when have like? Oh, when you I am. Reflect? I would agree as well. Like high school was horrible. I feel for my self worth, and maybe we hate high school. <laughs> we hate. <laughs> I because I had like this. So I just got invited to my twenty year high school reunion, and wild. That's insane. <laughs> and most likely I will not be going because it's in Canberra. And, in fact, I'll be in Canberra two weeks before for my cousin's wedding, so I don't think I'll extend it for this. But it really kind of brought these feelings back because I really – it took me back to, like, year seven, year eight. So what was I, 13, 14, 12, 13, 14? And I just had no self-worth. I just remember walking into that high school, that high school. The hall? I I don't know where I walked in, but I felt sick for probably a whole year walking into that high school, you know, and I felt really grateful for my two friends, Tegan and Lauren. They got me through those two years, absolutely. Like, without them, I don't know if I would have been able to do it. Didn't it suck when your friends were away, though? And also, like, remember when – this is the thing, when you have, like, a friendship group of, like, three, it's always hard because – I remember sometimes they would be best friends and I would feel left out even. And also when you'd have to pick a partner. Yeah, I hated that. Oh, my gosh. I'd like, always be like, can we do a three? Literally, do I, like, actually have anxiety, like, old visceral feelings of 
this high school experience, I was I was mortified every day walking into that school and really it took two years to feel comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm so grateful that I don't Maybe feel like that anymore. Maybe everybody feels like that. Yeah, did you feel like this at high school? I remember walking in like I'd get dropped off at the top of the hill and I'd walk in and I'd just think everyone's watching me. Yeah, everyone's me too. Everyone's looking at me. I mean, this is so ego, right? Like this is... Like, this low self-worth is, is ego. Too. Yeah, we're actually obsessed with obsessed ourselves. Obsessed with, like, <laughs> thinking that everyone's looking at me. Like, like no one's, no one's looking, looking at, at me. Like, <laughs> and if they are, they probably have a crush on me. Yeah. But I just thought that they didn't. You know, these, these are the yeah. kinds of things. It's like I thought if anyone was looking at me, I would think they're laughing at me. Mm. I would think, what's, what's wrong with me? What have I got on my face? Yeah. Like, you know, this was my first way of thinking. Uh for those people who are like, maybe you think, damn, they're looking at me because I look great. Oh, wow. I feel like that is a much better <laughs> way yeah, to be. great self-worth. <laughs> you know, I'd rather have that and then like maybe get crushed a little bit. But whereas like I just crush myself. Yeah. Like I just put myself down. I don't wait for someone else to put myself put me down. I just do it constantly to myself. But thank, thank God that we don't do this anymore. Oh, my. I know. So, how have we overcome this? How have we built our self-worth? How have we practiced this? Like, how do you change this? Uh, this is now the question. I do merry body every day. <laughs> but, <Yay>! <laughs> but actually, you know, it's a practice of self-compassion. I think it really begins here of being really gentle with yourself and kind to yourself. It's self-kindness. Uh, it's self-compassion, it's self-acceptance, it's acknowledging your feelings and it's not judging them. And it's it's recognizing yourself as this human who has, you know, strengths and weaknesses. You have pros and cons. <laughs> there's many pros, there's many cons, but, you know, this is what makes you, you. Uh, there's no perfect version. It just does not exist so it's this practicing of self-compassion, so being kind to yourself, being accepting of yourself. This really is what that is. Yeah. It's, so no matter what, no matter what you achieve, no matter what yes. you look like every day, no matter how you wake up, whether you're in a good mood or a bad mood and whether you accidentally slip up and say the wrong thing, whether you trip and fall in front of people or you are, and I hope that you're okay, you know, don't focus on feeling embarrassed. Focus on feeling like that you make sure that you're okay. Yeah, like that that's, you're safe. Like you're safe. You're, you're not going to hurt yourself. But this is is the idea of practicing compassion and inside our yoga teacher training there's a very big lesson here shared from our philosophy teacher and he asks us Andrew says when do we show ourselves compassion and everybody chants back always Always. Uh, and we will add to that when do we show ourselves compassion always when am I amazing always (laughs) so yeah why not this is the practice of self-compassion realizing that yeah actually like we're not perfect but we still are deserving of our own love and our own kindness and our own acceptance because why the hell not and also doesn't that make for just such a more joy-filled peace-filled life it does indeed uh i think a really you know positive step or like an effective step i would say in maybe releasing low self-worth and moving to, you know, creating and building your self-worth is bringing awareness to those negative, critical, self-thinking thoughts and challenging them and, in fact, shifting them or just really letting them go. It might not be like changing to positive, but it's, it's about letting them go. It's about releasing them and it's about acknowledging that they are not your truth, mm. that you are not your thoughts, 
that just because you think this does not make it true. Is that not just the biggest aha moment in the world? Like, even though I've thought this again and again and again, it might not be true. In fact, it's probably not bloody true at all. It's probably so far from the truth. And, I mean, this is where Byron Katie's technique really is quite simple and you ask yourself, is that true? And you say, is that really true? Uh, And there's a few more other steps. But I think that even those two questions, when you notice a negative uh, thought, like, for example, I'm too fat, I'm too old, I'm so ugly, uh, all these kinds of things, all these thoughts that can sometimes stop us from living life. And then you go, is that true? And you know what? You might say yes. And then you go, well, is it really true? And then maybe you say no. Uh, and it might take a bit of practice, you know? Mm, and then you can think, well, what would I do if it wasn't true? And, you know, you can shift your mind. Uh, anyway, that is a big one. So I feel like if you are at that point, if you just focus on that, that will make big impact definitely in our experience. So paying attention to how you talk to yourself. Yes. Because your thoughts are powerful. Your thoughts shift how you feel. So therefore, how you feel shifts what actions and what steps you take. So then go all the way back to your thoughts. This is why your thoughts are so important. (laughs) Because you can shift how you feel by changing your thoughts or potentially just letting go of thoughts and not allowing them to play on repeat. Big one. I feel Mm. like that's such a life-changing thing. Me too. Uh, I think this one is a, you know, it's it's a good action step. Sometimes you need something really like, yeah, I know what I'm going to step forward with. Mm -hmm. And it's looking at goals because sometimes, you know, when you have low self-worth, it might be because you're, you know, you're stuck somewhere. But action, you know, changing your situation is a way to shake it up, right? Mm -hmm. So just set a little goal for yourself. And your little goal could be, I'm going to walk around the block every day this week. Your little goal could be, I'm going to read you know, three pages of this book every day. You know, I'm going to read this book over the next fortnight. It doesn't have to be a huge, audacious goal. I mean, sure, it could be if you want, but it could be this, you know, this tiny little goal and take action, achieve it, and recognize that you have just, you know, you've stepped up. You've accomplished something. You've accomplished something. And that will actually create self-worth. Yeah, and this is... The remembering, the remembering that like no matter how big or small this accomplishment is, like we we don't want to downplay this accomplishment. No, we want to celebrate it. Yeah, uh, and as Emmy said, like it helps you remember what you can do, and then you focus on that, and that brings you into that really, I guess a self a high self esteem. Like you feel like you do feel worthy. Then like look what I did. Yeah. I accomplished this. Yeah, and I think maybe the last point is, you know, self-care because when you have, you know, when you feel worthy, you feel worthy of time, energy, of care. So maybe perhaps you, instead of feeling self-worth and then having the self-care, maybe you just practice the self-care and then the self-worth comes. Oh, I like that. So it's (laughs) shifting the, like one can come before the other or the other one can come before the other, but they each take you to the same place yeah that's really nice so if you don't have any practices of self-care and we've already mentioned a few like it might be walking around the block it might be reading a book it might be pressing play on Marybody. like i know that self Marybody is 
so many people's self-care routine, this mindful movement, uh, this movement that helps you breathe deeply. Yin yoga. Yin, oh, that is oh such a self-care. So nourishing. Uh, practice absolutely it might be cooking a nice meal like spending time and cooking a nice meal for yourself like for no one else you might just make for yourself and that would be really nice uh there's so many things you could do and i mean we talk about this on the podcast all the time but it's remembering that you don't need to feel worthy before you take that action you can actually take the action and then in turn feel worthy exactly which is pretty powerful I really enjoyed this topic. Uh, if you felt, if you feel like a little bit shaken up and you're like, oh my gosh, like I need to work on my self-worth, uh, I'm excited for you. Mm. This is, this, you know, direction, this energy that you put towards working on your self-worth has so much potential to shift everything. So know that it's it's worthwhile, it's worth your energy Uh and know that it doesn't take much to shift, really. It can just take one little action. If you have any comments, if you want to chat more, if you want to share, you know, we're always here. Our emails are available in the show notes. We write back. We do. Message us on Instagram, on Facebook, wherever you find us. Reach out. We'd love to hear from you. If you know someone who might benefit from listening to this or hearing these ideas, please send them the episode. Otherwise, we'll see you super soon on the next episode. (laughs) Bye. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.